Hi guys, welcome back to the full time show, Sports Stars Football Special Podcast, and we're back after the first ten games of the Indian Super League season. And as always, joined by my colleagues Ashwin Prasad and N Sudarshan. Welcome back to the pod, guys. It's been ten interesting days in the ISL. Nine interesting days actually. We had one double header in between. How's it been? Yeah. Hello, Sham, and hello, Sudarshan, and hello, everyone. Uh, yeah. So. to be honest like you know i'll just start off by saying that like i have not really like gotten into the full flow of things with isl i think i watched like a handful of matches i've uh, had some other commitments at work so i will try to be as honest as possible about what i've seen yeah welcome sudarshan what have your thoughts been in the opening 10 odd matches of the indian super league yeah the first 10 10 days have been pretty good like uh since i had not watched much of indian football before everything seemed fresh and uh i seemed up for it because when you see european soccer all through the year you feel like you're tired of the game but uh i was uh, pretty much i mean not at all tired so the first 10 days have been pretty good and i'm excited to watch the rest of the season as well absolutely so we got on to quite an interesting start to the season and for those of you who remember in our previous first episode of the podcast which was our preview for this season We actually divided the teams into two sections. One being the contenders, the other being the pretenders. Now let's see if uh, the teams we chose in these two categories have lived up to their billing. Uh, obviously, to start off, um, contender number one would have to be Mumbai City FC, the defending champions of both the Indian Super League title as well as the League Winners Shield. Now, guys, I think Mumbai City had got off to quite a decent start, but then that loss to Hyderabad FC will, you know, um, perhaps serve as one sort of a black point or a black mark in their season so far. So, what do you guys make of their campaign so far? The first game against FC Goa, they could they think had the arguably the perfect start one could hope for, and that too uh, with a new manager in charge. One surprise thing, which was that like you know I didn't expect Angulo to be their number nine uh, because of how his season ended last year in Goa. But other than that, like you know, it seems like a they are carrying on like you know from what they had uh, done last season. even if you saw last year like they're pretty adaptable in terms of like you know where against which teams they play against and goa likes to keep the ball and when they uh, came up against uh, goan team which was a relatively inexperienced goan team in uh, at least the back back line having the injuries and the, all that i think they took advantage of uh, that inexperience they uh, forced goa defenders to like commit a lot of mistakes which played into uh, Mumbai's Mumbai's hands, and if, 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 I think if you saw the game, they could have had one more penalty early on before Angulo had the penalty in the twenty twenty third minute. And uh, the I think the surprise, uh, not a surprise, but like what you would expect Angulo to do was the type of goal which he scored with the second one, the one touch setup, and then like finish finishing off that move. And I think now having had the evidence. of that goal i think like you know he might go on to have a successful season with mumbai but i think ashin in the second game against hyderabad i think they were essentially thought off by a side that played very similar to them right hyderabad's press really high who's a quick transition from attack from defense to attack and they had the like of likes of like a batri of beche who of course like angulo got that you know uh, angulo got that bit of a how do i put it scoring against your former team that kind of a rush that he got i think ogbeche got that this time around when he scored for hyderabad against mumbai city so it was a game that essentially also pointed out a flaw if i may put it that way in mumbai city's you know the way they line up themselves because if it is a team that presses high like an hyderabad fc which is high energetic and you know a team that can push you to that extra an extra yard or two 
that essentially saw them being undone and i think bechis goal saw mutara fall was completely in the wrong position couldn't defend that pass that came in and then rohit danu's goal was just icing on the cake so i mean yeah. would you say that you know that sort of exposed their defensive frailties early on in the season itself i think it was one of those games where like you know you and mumbai again uh, a team which plays out from the back they tend to come in mistakes and i think they won't also have such trouble like against other teams in the league if you look at other teams in the league i don't think anyone else would press as hard as hyderabad or an fc goa would have done and i think they have gotten rid of both these teams at the first two matches and they've come out with three points and uh, yeah like uh, if other teams also follow a similar blueprint which most teams don't have a, a coaching setup to do that way i don't think mumbai will be troubled in that manner uh, a lot this season i think right on and i think mumbai city fc's biggest challenge this year has to come from the team that defeated in the final last year for the league shield as well as for the title which was atk mohan bagan who've got off to an absolute i want to say spotless start they've obviously beaten uh, kerala blasters 4-2 in the season opener and then absolutely hammered fc's bengal 3-0 in the kolkata derby um atk mohan bagan have, yeah i think that attack just speaks for itself i mean just look at the lineup man there is this it just screams goals at you and it's i think like the the olden golden days where abbas would take a 1-0 victory are gone like i i think i asked both of you the last time saying would you think they'll be going to be rahabas 2.0 where we see a bigger score line i think that's come true so far sudarshan what did you make of waiting a moon bagan and i mean at some start to the season right that's making like some sort of a statement right up yeah they actually made uh, two emphatic statements that uh, they are going to be the biggest uh, uh favor i mean the the favorites for the title because like you said it's no longer just 10 rai krishna it's more than that so the embarrassment of riches that they have and the other player who came really good against east bengal leoni kaku he was a, he was a very good presence like you just see stars everywhere earlier we used to feel where would bumrah fit in in a team with already uh, such huge potential up front and habaz seems to have uh, at least on the evidence that we saw in the first two games cracked that so he seems to have the man for every occasion it it does seem like a complete team and uh, the only thing that they might have to guard against is speaking too early because it's always better if you have your bad results at the start so that your chinks and your flaws are exposed earlier so that you can work on them because it's a long season like 3 to 4 months so i just hope uh, that habaz is mindful of the fact that they don't peak early but so far the signs are that they are they are the people uh, they are the team to beat and uh, adding on like you know i think one thing which we discussed in the previous pod was like you know how would they fit in all these foreign stars which they have and wh- what played into their hand was three i think is uh, going through an injury so which meant carl mcgue started in uh, defense and uh, johnny coco plays in midfield and i think from the evidence of the first two matches uh, dave williams who has been in the club for two years now three years into third year now he's going to be coming off the bench uh, more often than not so uh, bumu and roy krishna will be playing as a one two uh, at top and that seems like to be the way to go and it seems to be a balanced setup for now at the moment i think when we talk about atk mohan bagan and their attacking lineup and their sort of structure of play this year we also have to mention the two names that have really stood out for them this year 
Liston Colasso and Manveer Singh on both flanks. Liston scored a couple of the first goal was absolutely a worldy if I can put it that way. It was a beautiful goal against Kerala Blasters and then another um, opportunistic goal against SC East Bengal. While Manveer also got on the score sheet twice. Um, but speaking of the Indians, you know these two have obviously shown and have impressed a plenty in the first two matches. At the same time, when you look at an FC Goa, which is also one of, I mean, we predicted they would be one of the top um, runners for the title this year. Um, they fielded a very young defensive lineup in their in their matches so far, and I mean, un- rather unsurprisingly, they really haven't. Um, the difference hasn't clicked so far. This is for a team that had the best preseason and won the Durand Cup. I think we all had high expectations considering how uh, Juan Fernando likes to line up his men and the sort of squad they have at their disposal. But I think given they've been pegged back by a few injuries, uh, like Ortiz is just coming back from one, Mohamed Nemir is still injured. So they're still sort of, I think, finding the right balance. But like Ashin, you know, I, I remember you're also given us a stat about how starting number, stats essentially are how... No, no, the number of appearances in the back line uh, right. for the first mm. match uh, in the IFL at least. So if you take mm. out the experience of Ivan Gonzalez, who is an experienced defender in itself, like they uh, they will have a appearance of maybe including the goalkeeper of around like you know 20 to 30 compared to mumbai mumbai city who had like you know 240 plus appearances uh, in that game and it's not just the ma- lack of appearances in the isl they i don't think most of them had a top flight experience as well uh, likes of sanson who made his uh, top flight debut last year leander dicunia who was all over the place in that game and uh, even centre-back also was making his debut in that game. They are riddled with injuries. Uh, Seriton made his comeback uh, with, a, uh, with a substitute appearance and a start last game. But still, like, you know, defence is something which has always been an issue with Goa. They start, they perennially slow starters. So, but I, uh, I think Sudarshan was also mentioning before the start of the pod, like, that's something which, considering uh, it's the second season for the coach and also the preseason which they've had, they should have started as, you know, the, one of the prime contenders, but they haven't done so, so far. But again, you also, uh, while mentioning the injuries, Brandon is a big mess, who has be, who's a chief uh, creator in this team. So, a lot of things haven't uh, gone according to the plan. And people are also preying on the fact that, like, you know, Goa now has a, a slightly inexperienced uh, defensive lineup with the, again, I think we are also, we also look into, have to look into the, uh, four foreigner rule. Goa would ideally would have liked to have two foreign centre backs, like uh, in the previous seasons uh, gone before. This year now they have to play Ivan and a young Indian centre back. So that's something which teams will want to expose by pressing them high up the pitch, uh, forcing to commit mistakes which they were making a lot of. So early days again, but if let's see how like you know they cope up with going forward. And I mean, like, you know, uh, more players will, uh, the injured players will also come back. Nemil, Brandon and all, once they come back, I think they should uh, be up there. But I think they also have a, uh, some few difficult matches coming up. They all, uh, Bengaluru and Hyderabad to start with in the next two. So let's see how they fare. Yeah, and while, um, you know, we've seen FC Goa struggle with their all-Indian defence, we've seen another club which have actually impressed last season and this year with... Um, the Indian players in their contingent, which is Hyderabad FC. Now, they've obviously got off to, they lost to Chennai in the very dull 1-0 loss for them, which in which they created a host of opportunities where Ogbechi should have scored at least three goals, but they just couldn't convert or take their chances. Whereas the second game was a completely different um, approach altogether and they 
uh, managed to you know uh, get a 3-1 win past the defending champions so now a team like hyderabad fc obviously we build them as the dark horses this year especially after how manolo marquez side performed last year uh, sudarshan do you think they you know the kind of the start has given us a glimpse of what we can expect from them this season yeah i think uh, they have uh, actually started in the same way we expected them to and especially in the game against uh, mumbai they were pretty pretty impressive especially in the second half the way they stretched play the way they got their wingers and full backs to combine and overlap uh, basically mumbai had uh, not much of an answer to that because they were constantly being overwhelmed on both flanks i think uh, manolo marquez is uh, really drilled them into a one solid unit uh, and i mean the personnel may change like they have got a superb striker who you can be rest assured that will bury 9 out of 10 chances he gets and uh, they have a really really uh, good team i would feel and just, i mean it's so impressive with the pace with which they play and uh, especially when they get a team again team like mumbai which almost tries to play at least uh, in a similar way they are pretty fun to watch so uh, so far they have uh, been on track to stay true to our predictions that they'll finish in the top 4 so i have not seen anything that will uh, actually make me change that absolutely i think um, it's one of the teams that we've particularly been very fond of watching over the last year last season especially and i think that game against mumbai city fc gives a great account of what we can expect from them and i mean just a fun team to watch in general i think there are most of us in some sense are neutrals when hyderabad fc plays because i don't think they really have the sort of a fandom just yet and it's great i mean as a neutral I mean, we are always neutral, Jaran. We don't have any favorite teams, but yeah, I mean, it's just fun to watch them play. <laughs> um, I think it should, on, it should pick up. It should pick up yeah. because Hyderabad is has contributed a lot to Indian football. Because initially, when we did think about Hyderabad, we were thinking, how can they actually uh, get a new fan base? Because I think the Pune team was the Pune team went out, and then we got Hyderabad instead. So yeah. they had to create everything uh, fresh. so these first two seasons uh, these last season and this season if they can actually keep up when they go in front of their fans i think they should have a decent amount of following because hyderabad has done a lot of uh, good stuff for indian football in history so it is a good footballing city so good good for even, them. even in the first season when they were not doing that well like you know there were a good number of fans who were showing up to watch the matches in the uh, in the home stadium and even they like i mean like obviously the first season you can't like expect them to like be the be up there like you know challenging with the best but then they had done a lot of good homework into what needs to be done in terms of recruitment uh first with the players in the january transfer window and with the coach uh, change which they made mid season uh, uh by letting go of phil brown and then getting first albert roca who had also started this whole process so i think yeah they could uh, continue to like you know build on uh, what they have started yeah guys and I actually I, i i was chatting with uh, their owner varun kiporaneni um, ahead of the season this year and he was actually talking about how difficult it's been for them to really create a presence in the city of hyderabad because they barely got any time there like they were the first season was i think a blink and a miss for them they didn't have a single practice session in their home stadium the gachiboli stadium until the season began and then last year was wiped out they were in goa this year again in goa so they essentially struggled to have any sort of like um, community engagement programs which could perhaps change you know coming out next year they have a type of borussia dortmund 
which is supposed to again uh, lead to a few more grassroots academies and youth academies in hyderabad so they are hopeful of having a full academy soon and yeah i think we'd all love to see more a talent coming up from one of the former hotbeds of indian football and i mean i also at it have to really add that i love their jersey like it's got that classic borussia dortmund black and yellow absolutely love the jersey this year uh, <laughs> right moving away from hyderabad to a team that we again thought which i predicted and i really thought they have a star cast absolute star cast in this in the squad is jamshedpur fc one of unbeaten in the first two matches first one was a draw with uh, sc's bengal the second one is obviously a thumping victory over goa which is a 3-1 victory a game that also saw nerka valskis break his nine match goalless run to score a brace and uh, get get a 3-1 victory um i think jamshedpur have shaped up pretty well ashwin they started off against against sc's bengal they could have been more clinical they didn't have uh, they didn't have the fair share of chances but just couldn't really um, convert them is what is how i saw it but i think the game against um, goa showed that they have you know that form sort of uh, the team really combined well together of course in attack they have the likes of uh, jordan murray and uh, nerka valskis and defense of course is handled by the big man himself uh, peter hartley along with narendra gelor had a great game that is but couldn't a strong shift um jamshedpur fc of course given the squad they have i always um, do rate them very high considering just what a good squad they have and they have a coach in owen coil so they've got a very i think well balanced overall unit and we saw that um, with their two matches so far unbeaten four points from two matches and that pretty much puts him in second spot right now after the first 10 matches in the isl and now that essentially covers our um, well contenders as we discussed now we go to our pretenders or rather the teams that would well we would want them to do well but haven't really done well so far i think sparing northeast united they will see um, first season under first full season under carlo jamil just begun right so of course northeast united have played two matches so far and the first one was a loss to uh, bengaluru fc which is a 4-2 loss in the opening game and then they had a goalless draw with northeast with uh, kerala blasters so this the opening game was well rather one sided affair northeast had a, i think had got two goals on board they looked like they would at one point take it away but then bengaluru just came back um, to steal all three points on offer what did you make of northeast's performance at game yeah i did think that uh, when the going was tough in the first half when there was unrelenting rain in that match they were pretty even and uh, once bengaluru actually found a way to keep the ball northeast were pretty much uh, struggling and uh, i was actually surprised that galeho didn't play the first game i'm not sure if he was injured or uh, whatever because uh, he being the, the most creative player i thought would be uh, used first up so that was a bit of a i thought i mean unless some injury was uh, troubling him it was a pretty negative move uh, by khalid not to use him so i think they need to find ways to break other sides down and also what they need to do off the ball because especially when you see in that bfc game when bfc did keep the ball well and they did uh, press high up and when uh, northeast didn't have the ball they were pretty much out of idea so i think that is something that kali needs to work on with the team uh, what do you feel i'll be honest like i, I haven't watched the i didn't watch the uh, blasters northeast i watched the first half of uh, northeast versus bengaluru and all i could remember is the <laughs> end to end stuff football which was happening i i think the rain also contributed to a lot of errors from both the teams um yeah i think see it's too early to like you know uh, judge like you know what 
can ha- happen based on the two matches. Uh, Northeast, like we have seen in the previous season, uh, they could, you know, turn things around. It uh, all depends on how Khalid Jamil can rally these uh, boys. Like he seems to, uh, like I mentioned previously, also like he has this tends to have this effect on uh, teams who you don't like, you know, expect to do well. Uh, if you put pin them as underdogs, then that's the best thing that can be uh, can be going for them. So, to again in early days, like uh, Sudarshan was saying, yeah, even uh, yeah. Yeah, even the match against Kerala Blasters, they were pretty lucky to get away with a nil-nil draw because the number of yeah. matches, I mean, number of goals that Kerala Blasters actually missed. So so far, they have been very reactive because they are just doing what the other team allows them to. So if the other team allows them to play decently well, like Bengaluru FC did in the, the tough conditions in the first half, they are okay. But when the other team actually has something up its sleeve and is actually acting. Their reactions are have not been that good, but I think like even last year I felt that they were a very reactionary uh, style of football which they have. But it depends a lot of it, a lot depends on their intensity, their pressing, which they manage to get that when there is some momentum going for them, that helps. But uh, that's the thing yeah. that sometimes with reactionary uh, setup uh, of a football team, yeah. It, again, they need they need a probably a win or two, uh, like a scrappy win, for them to like you know get themselves going. Yeah, Deshaun Brown was very good against BFC in the way he split yeah. up the central defense, but uh, he didn't have the same uh, impact against Kerala. So uh, mm-hmm. early days, like you say, but uh, I think they need to work work on a lot of things. They need to work on a lot of things for sure. Mm-hmm. They had zero shots on target against Kerala Blasters, and like Sudarshan said, were very lucky to escape with a point there because. We had Sahal miss an absolute, I think, a sitter. He was, I think, a, it, was, it was a goal that was gifted to him on the plate, and something that he would uh, rule to go on to rule for a long time. And that actually, that, yeah, that, that miss cost uh, Pradeep Reddy. <laughs> I was, I was just going to come to that. <laughs> that miss proved quite, quite costly for Pradeep Reddy, unfortunately. Uh, a panelist on Star Sports who had actually on air said that um, Kerala Blasters will not have a goalless draw this year, and well, they did that the next day or the day after that. And Enes <laughs> Sipovic in a post-match actually came and said, you know, one of you said that you won't have any goalless draws. Well, here I am. <laughs> and then a couple of days later, we saw Pradyum uh, in the pre-match show. He was escorted to a green room with a trimmer in hand. And then, well, he had to let go of his uh, lovely man bun. Ashin, I'm sure you, you've you been growing your hair for the last year and a half. I'm sure you can feel the pain yeah. <laughs> of he having lost, to lose. <laughs> he lost one number from the club. I think Ashin has been uh, very careful in not making any bold predictions. And I now, was, especially after what like he my, saw. <laughs> my two years predictions were be like, you know, Goa finishing top of the table. <laughs> and uh, I'm lucky like I didn't make any silly predictions like that. Yeah, like a bet like that. <laughs> but yes, Kerala Blasters. Um, it's been a bit of a mix and match. I would say a bit of a topsy-turvy season for them. Start the season for them so far. Opening day was a loss to uh, ETK Mohan which they showed plenty of promise. But of course, there was just there were no match for ETK Mohan who just steamrolled their way past them. And the game against Northeast again, they had better chances. Um, dominated the game, dominated possession, had shots on target, but just could not find the back of the net. And then there was a game against Bengaluru FC, where I don't know that that's that just I think a game. I think that's perhaps been the I, I again, for the lack of a better word, the most boring game of the season. They just lacked any sort of creativity up front. The only creative spark that I've seen for them so far, I've noticed, has been Vinci Barreto. 
the 21 year old who's been promoted who actually came in from Gokulam Kerala after winning mm. the um, Ali Gulam I think he's Ali. been fantastic he's got a lot of spark in midfield a lot of uh, promise and his contest with Ashik Kurunin was one that I relished while watching mm. those two teams play but other than that of course they've been pegged back by the injury to Rahul KP in the opening yeah. game he very good first 30 minutes where he created Sahal's goal and then unfortunately I think he injured his knee right or is uh, it a groin groin now he's up to i think about 4 to 6 weeks so that's a yeah. uh, rather sad turn of events but i think it's a ref- it's slightly refreshing from blasters they are looking they have got all the makings i think to be a lot more exciting but they just somewhat lack that x factor up front yeah i their yeah, strike think... force sorry no i mean like i feel like their strike force hasn't uh, clicked as yet and even their midfield uh I, I, especially the first game against JTK Mohan Bagan, I have no idea what uh, the coach was Bukumanovic was trying to do because against a team like JTK Mohan Bagan, you are just like inviting pressure by not having a midfield at all. Like it was just Jeekson left to like you know fend off the attacking trio or force some which uh, attack which they have of JTK Mohan Bagan because Luna was the, the designated central midfielder and he was. playing up top or in, on the wings and uh, jikan was spending for himself and uh, you played so essentially you're playing three foreign attackers who are not helping you out defensively and uh, you also have only one foreign center back the team was uh, exposed in the first game uh, i didn't watch the second game in the third game which i watched against Be- uh, bengaluru it was much more much tighter because they brought in nsepo which as the center back uh, luna was more of an attacking player so that like he, he didn't have the uh the duty defensive duties uh, to be performed uh putia and jixson were the in central midfield which was a much better uh, shape and system for them but other than that like you know they they have not really like impressed so far yeah like like ashin uh, mentioned after the first game at least in the second and the third games against uh, northeast and bfc they seem to have gotten some defensive shape back they're not leaking goals the way they generally used to i mean last year uh, last season every match uh, you would expect uh, two or three to go in so it's not as porous the defense there, there seems to be some plan some method to what they're doing even in the first game like the scoreline uh, uh does look pretty flattering and uh, atk mohan bagan were pretty good clinical that day but uh, in, the, in the next two games they have got some amount of uh, defensive shape back and but they need badly uh, sahal to actually come good this season because there have been too many sparks but uh, there has not been a consistent uh, this thing he did score a very good goal uh but uh, since then it is sort of plateaued so he can't have this uh, up and down trajectory within a season he needs one breakout season to finally come good and carry the team forward so we are still looking looking for that yeah i mean rather surprisingly the goal that he scored against atk mumbai was only the second goal of his indian super league career in 54 matches so that was i mean yeah it's i think like you said maybe it's not time for a for him to still show the sparks but i think it's time for him to actually take leadership and ownership and responsibility in midfield actually be the team's creative fulcrum this year and they've got a go- lot of good feeders in the team they've got a luna they've got a horge perera diaz who's got a great work rate this season i think they have a more um, 
rather it's 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 not like what our well our famous Berbatov said, hoof the ball to the striker's chest and score. I think they have more uh, planning this year, more of a system this year. We just needs to click, and I mean hopefully that can happen in the games to come. Then of course you spoke about Kerala Blasters and how um, well they earned a rather meek one-one draw against Bangalore FC, which was I think the most um, low intensive and un- underwhelming game of the season. But again, that has been billed as a southern derby. It had anything but action. And we obviously have to jump ship and talk about Bangalore FC now. Who obviously, I don't know, again, it's much like Kerala Blasters in it. Like, it's, it's been a puzzling start to the season. It hasn't been, like, very comprehensive. Neither has it been, like, poor. So, I don't, I'm, I don't, I don't, I can't really put a word. Can you, like, describe their opening games in, in one word if I had to ask you to do that? I would say middling. Mm. <laughs> uh, the first uh, game was pretty positive uh, because uh, for a team who was which was struggling to score goals, there were suddenly four in one game. Uh, for a for a team which had a brand new defense, uh, two goal start wasn't that bad, I would say, because when they were still uh, trying to find their ways and they were actually up against a striker who was genuinely quick in Deshaun Brown. So. Uh, I would say that was a very positive result, but uh, the next two games have been pretty underwhelming. Uh, the coach seems to believe that they have been dominating, but uh, especially in the game against Kerala Blasters, much of the position was just sterile, sideways passing. So there was there was not much that was happening through the middle. At least in the first game, we saw some quick exchanges, some desire to uh, play through the middle, but uh, in the match against uh, uh, who. Uh, Kerala, especially there was nothing, nothing happening uh, through the middle, and uh, they have a lot of runners. There seems to be a premium on people who put in a lot of work. Like you see Suresh everywhere, you see Ashik everywhere. But uh, those kind of uh, players might put in the work rate, but ultimately, what wins you matches is one moment of uh, creativity, one moment of uh, great conversion. So that wasn't to be seen in the last two games, and. Somehow, they seem to always lack that one cutting-edge foreigner because you see every other team, like even against Odisha when they played, uh, whenever the ball went to uh, Javi, you could you could literally see something happening. So, there was that always that creative spark. And BFC have struggled to find that ever since Miku left. All their uh, foreigners have been pretty functional. Uh, they're not, they, they all add up, but there's not one big... Match winner. They, they tried to get Augusto because he single-handedly beat them in one one ISL final in 2018. Mm-hmm. They tried to sign him, and it was going decently for three four games, and then he got injured and didn't end up finishing the season. So they seem to lack that, and the defense is still pretty weak because they are still figuring out. There is, uh, I mean, across three games, there has not been a, I mean, there has not been uh, two, I mean, uh, three or four defenders who have played all matches. There have been. Always, uh, they're still figuring out what it is because I think in the defensive part of the game, four short, uh, short starters have left. Like, there is no Dimas and uh, Eric to shield the defense and uh, Rahul Beke has left. Juanan has left. So, they are still uh, figuring out who their first choice defense is. So, that part of the game is still pretty weak and they need some creativity. And, of course, everybody's talking about what Sunil Chetri is doing. So, uh, it's also that uh, he's not being his usual self. So, they they, they need uh, things to work on, yeah. Yeah, I, no, mean, I mean, Sunil, 
been the top Indian goal scorer in the East to the ISL, and now he's one goal away from uh, matching Farhan Koromina's tally of 48 goals. And it's quite surprising that he missed the penalty, right? I mean, he had the penalty save um, against Odisha FC, and it just didn't seem like you know he just he just feels like his body language isn't really out there this year. Like maybe the supply is not is not as good as he expected. Maybe it's just not enough of um, creativity up front for um, for Bengaluru, but He's only managed six shots in three matches, which is something that's very uncharacteristic of Chetri. And in the last game against Kerala, he was actually taken off in the second half, where Marco felt it would be better to bring on. A, uh, I think he brought on uh, Basafa in place of Chetri, which I think again was maybe in a way it 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 has more to do with the team's dynamic than with his game in particular, because his service has been quite poor this year. I mean, the only foreigner who's looked good for them so far has been Alan Costa in defence. He's been the only solid uh, foreign player for them so far. Um, Prince Ibarra has looked good in glimpses on the left, but not really, not really sustaining it through the matches. And Basafa gave us just, I think, just a hint or two of what he's capable of. Clayton has been your has been your second season, of course, but yet again, I find it quite um, poor that they haven't really been able to convert the chances or even create anything. Like you said, even Udanta, for that matter, he's been hyped and hyped and hyped for so many seasons now. Yeah, he's got the pace. He's still as quick as he always has been. But where is the finishing when he gets the ball? It's always like when he gets the ball, he always either takes a touch too many or he just can't get rid of the ball soon enough. Like there's somehow that finishing just always, you know, has been the weak point. And I think, I mean, Sudarshan has something that you would... Sudarshan, with Sudarshan I think, summed it up well with Sudanta yesterday in a WhatsApp chat about how now he's, he's just like a mixed relay runner <laughs> than a footballer. Seems like he's lost whatever was good about him in the first two years of the ISL. When he burst, in a way, burst onto the scene in the ISL at least, yeah. Uh, because he has the pace and he he has one of the best touches still. So even in the first match when he laid that ball for Clayton Silva, that was a superbly measured, perfectly weighted ball. So, but past three seasons, his final ball, the final delivery when he goes to the flanks, the cutbacks, they've always been a problem. And it's pretty uh, worrying that that aspect of his game has not improved for three seasons now. So, uh, I can understand somebody who is pretty young, who is still learning his wares, uh, trying to get better at it in the next season. But uh, it has been the same uh, this season uh, as well. And if you see in the previous match, uh, before in the pre-match press conference to the Kerala Blasters match, actually... Uh, the, uh, not this match, I think the previous match, uh, Marco, the coach said uh, Sunil Chetri has to play like a second striker. But I don't know who their first striker is because yesterday Clayton was actually taking uh, taking up positions right next to Sunil. He was uh, dropping back to get the ball. So, they still have not figured out uh, who their main two strikers have been. And they have, they have rotated because after such a good game, the first match, Clayton was dropped for the second game. And he came back again for the third game. So, there are there have been a lot of uh, uh, chopping and changing. Uh, I'm sure new manager is still finding out which his best team is, but there are some signs that are not good. And now going to the other side of the very river, we have Chennai FC, who played just the one game, earned a rather scrappy one zero victory over Hyderabad FC. And I mean, it was a game that they didn't really look like they did much to win. They just got got in a penalty and um, managed to get three points on board. I think the only positive I saw was Anil Papa's. Career as the captain began with a victory. I thought that was the only positive yeah. that I saw from that. I thought like you know Chennai couldn't like you know seem to string a pass together in the first half. But for some reason I thought like you know this is the kind of game Chennai like you know 
can scrap their way, way to a win and turned out it turned out to be true and probably it was that like you know that the odd even season syndrome which they seem to uh have going for them and uh, i think like okay to be honest like all of them put in a real shift in the first game but in terms of creativity there didn't there wasn't there wasn't a clear structure of like you know what they were trying to do with the ball at times a lot of like misplaced passes like you know hoofing it out of play uh stray passes and all that but at least in the second half once they took the lead there was a structure in terms of their counter attacking style because that's something which they will be i think will be really threatening again uh, one thing which i also again stressed on in the first uh, in the preview pod was how will they do without rafael cribalaro and it was a clear indication of how they're going to do without rafael cribalaro if that guy he uh, in terms of creativity i think he is the best in the league uh probably galego comes close i feel um so once if he's not there then they need to like find a way to like uh get things going and tapa i expected him to start as a, a deep like you know as a defensive midfielder or as a one of the two sitting midfielders but that wasn't the case he was like more of a shuffler on the left flank and he was just working all over the place i'm not sure what he's going to do with tapa probably it's because privilaro is not uh there and now that he's been uh, they have released a statement saying if you know going to be out for four weeks at least that's almost like you know the first uh, quarter of the league gone there so it depends on like you know how they uh, manage without his services now but i think they have a good defensive uh, setup in place and the coach also seems like a someone who can drill the team well i mean like it's too early again absolutely and i think the only um, like i said positive is that it's only the first game so we haven't really seen the best or the worst of them just yet so that could perhaps be the only um, sort of soothing point that they've got you know a win to start off and hopefully they can build on from it here without kribalaro for the first four or weeks and now the only other team that's played only one game in the isl so far in the first 10 opening matches has been odisha fc who cruised to a rather shock 3-1 victory over uh, bengaluru fc that i think that was something that none of us really expected um, having odisha fc come up and put up a dominant shift like that with javi hernandez scoring that lovely brace and that goal from cabrera was something else i mean he had <laughs> he had the defender running for cover turned him inside outside inside and then put it past uh, gulpreet um dark horses this season i don't know i call them the dark horses last year it didn't really work in my favor this year i, I didn't really say dark horses but it, that it was a fine do start with their jersey color i think <laughs> <laughs> but that was really a, that was quite a fine start and the team looks a lot looked a lot more solid this year in terms of um simple stability and in terms of a passing of play i thought they looked much better this year yeah if okay, you actually I, I, uh, if you actually take uh, use the decor lewis system and uh, just give me the benefit of doubt right here i actually predicted that odisha would do a hyderabad this season so after one game i have been proved right Okay. See, uh, one caveat about this thing because again, it's just like one game. Uh, they seem to like have a creative force, like you know, who can unlock team defenses in uh, Harvey Hernandez. And Harvey will be unlike ATK or ATK Mohan Bagan, he will be the main man in this team. So I'm keen to see like you know how they unlock him further because he has the ability to like pick out the passes or score a goal uh, to like you know do that. but again uh, having said that in the first game 
the two of the goals which they scored was just like out of nowhere one was a absolutely superb free kick and also the error from gurpreet singh sandhu and then uh, havi scoring a 40 yarder it doesn't like happen every other day and in, if you i i i saw uh, i think re analytics area had this xg statistics of <laughs> this game and bengaluru had done enough to win the game uh, against odisha and odisha didn't have much openings as such so it again it, it's something to like build on for them a win against bengaluru which they have not done before so that's a good start to the season but let's see like you know how they take it forward yeah that actually was the first ever win over bengaluru fc in the isl also i think their first win um in the opening game of the season since they became odisha fc mm-hmm. and yeah i mean good start to the season to them and credit to the new coach kiko for getting him his first points and that leads us to the last team of the season which is now sc is bengal who are in the 10th position after a draw in their opening game and then a loss to ET uh, Mohun Bagan in the Kolkata derby um as is bengal have got some quality forwards this year but the indian contingent is a largely inexperienced one and one that's got all of fresh young legs which were really um yet to really figure out how what is the style of play of this team first game we saw uh, franjo perche i really hope i'm saying his name right uh, scored the goal but second game was there was just nothing there was they were just left chasing shadows and I don't know. Look like it more like look more like it was an ATK Mohan Bagan uh, training exercise, and as he's been only just like the reserve team sort of thing. There, there was absolutely nothing in terms of attack. Perisovic, who was great in the first game, um, was almost invisible on the day, and ATK Mohan Bagan just bulldozed their way through the first half. I think he's been all began well. The first ten minutes, I think I thought even I noticed ten minutes. The defense was great, high lines, um, very disciplined defense. Twelfth minute. We have Roy Krishna scoring off his first touch. Off, I mean, off a first touch finish, which is a really good ball from the right. And then, literally two minutes later, you have another goal that comes in from Manveer. And Arindam to be beaten from that from his near post, that would have been an absolute bummer for him. But it only got worse as you know he injured his knee in the 23rd minute and gave Liston an absolute gift of a goal. Now Arindam has been, uh, I think, he's gone for an MRI scan. Is what we last heard. And now his injury, you have to really see how uh, how long it takes him to recover if it's the nature of his injury. but that loss is going to sting for two reasons one being they lost the derby and bragging rights and two the captain's down you know with an injury so i don't think a lot of positives for them so far um indian players like Among, couple of them expected lines for east bengal you can say <laughs> i mean unfortunately yes i mean even though they have you know quality forwards the indian players just a lot of unheralded names names yeah. that were not really you know seen play much and for them to really gel with these foreigners and their style of play it looks like it's a bit of a mismatch how do you put it like that like even if, even if you out. have good good foreigners in the team like you need to balance it out with seven other good indian players yeah. like mm. east bengal uh, again this year like you know they picked up whatever was left from the bunch of indian players and you're always like playing catching up unless they have a good pre season in terms of right from the boardroom to the field i don't see how they're going to like you know challenge for the top place in the top flight league of the country yeah yeah even the uh, experienced indians like uh, i think mohammad rafeeq because i mean it, it was pretty much uh, ordinary performance from uh, most of them especially against uh, atk so they, it seemed like uh, i think they would have been very happy if this contest was uh, later on in the season because to lose the way they did and to your arch rival i think uh, that just uh, puts in a lot lot of pressure on the team now i don't understand this isl fixture scheduling because most of the fixtures if you see this year 
it's the same as what happened last year every team has started off playing against the same team and even this year like east bengal and mohan bagan are facing off in the first week of the season so i don't know it, it like you want the league to be a bit more interesting than like you know very predictable even with the fixture list maybe they didn't update the software because uh, <laughs> it can actually work the same way uh, because in other leagues like around the world you have to have to uh, think of the cup yeah, competitions who is in which cup yeah. who is in which cup they can't play wednesday saturday and things like that but here it's just a standalone tournament and nothing else really happens so you can actually play the same fixtures every year yeah if, if the same atk chela blasters start off the season inevitably and to keep up the hype of the league going they play the kolkata derby in first week of the season yeah mumbai city goa last year also they started off by playing against each other yeah looks like somebody just decided to do control c control v for making the <laughs> schedules this year um <laughs> well that pretty much sums up the first 10 matches of the indian super league this season it's been yeah a, a few expected results a few shocking ones and a few boring games as well but entertaining can nevertheless a, can we also do a small passing mention on the last 5 minutes of uh, bengaluru versus kerala blasters <laughs> in one in, in 10 seconds can someone sum it up <laughs> how albino let in a goal which wasn't going in the goal and ashik like hooping it into his own net i think ashik just put on hero to villain hero to villain in 4 minutes I mean, he had a goal from a shot at goal from out of nowhere from like some thing that was forty yards out. He just had a swing at the goal, and it was a goal. It wasn't even going anywhere near the goal. I mean, it was like a good three yards, four four yards away from uh, being on target. And Albino is like, no, it's okay. You know what, Ashi, I'm going to give an early Christmas present. Why don't you take this as a goal? He offers it to him, and Ashi, no, 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 you know what, I'm going to be nicer to you. I'll give you the goal back four minutes later. And he puts the ball into his own net. It was just bizarre, man. Like, it's just bizarre. <laughs> I think the only word I can use to describe that is just bizarre. It, it After 84 like, minutes of no goals, so, so the, uh, so the report also summed it up quite well. Fitting goals, scrappy goals for a fitting fixture. Yeah, yeah, it did seem like it because for the first uh, 60 to 70 uh, minutes, uh, I seemed like it seemed like the clock was not moving at all because there was absolutely <laughs> nothing happening. And then uh, maybe Ashik felt very bad that uh, Gomez actually let the ball in, so he was like, "Let me help you out, brother. Don't worry, I'll cancel out my own goal." So <laughs> it 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 just seemed like, and it was not even great drama. It was it was just. I don't know. I should shouldn't be too harsh, but it was just so below par. So yeah. it was. I don't. I think we will remember I, that it game was, it was, only it is, for the last. It's 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 okay. I think it's okay to be harsh. Like when ISL media hyped it up by saying it was a thrilling contest. <laughs> to yeah. You know, so it. I think it might have been. Uh, it might make it into a very good uh, highlights package for the last five minutes. <laughs> and the first 85 minutes can be easily forgotten so that's yeah. how that's how it was but what i've summed up this well 10 odd days of football um yeah i think that's actually great we we would end it that and make the last four minutes of the game were more entertaining than the 86 other minutes of the played and we hope to have a few more interesting games this week because quite a few interesting fixtures and we hope to have a few more well at least a few more goals this week for sure no more draws no more one ones we want to see a few more goals for sure As something that Ivan uh, Vukunovic, the Kerala Blasters coach, stressed on an interview that we did with him last week, where I asked him, "Would you rather win one zero or win five three?" He said, "I'd rather take a five three win." He says, "I want my team to score, and I want goals, goals, and goals." 
we really hope that can happen in the games Kerala come because we Kerala, I, I have faith in Kerala letting in three goals but not sure <laughs> Ashin will you stick your neck on the line for your man ball and say Kerala will not have any more clean sheets this season <laughs> I think that, that it's already that uh, picture the scoreline has been done but so I don't think we can beat the same bush again yeah <laughs> So we have two really interesting interviews and up you guys this week we've got one with SC's Bengal goalkeeper Arundhati Bhattacharya we spoke to him right before the season began and he spoke about a bunch of topics including how he's actually learning more now as a senior player as compared to what he did in his I league days what 15 years ago and about how the techniques and the um technology and uh, talent available to the goalkeepers now the far is far better than what it was when we started out and he also spoke about his interaction with the one and only Oliver Khan when it come to India for a friendly game in 2011 from a mistaken for Bayern Munich and the other third interesting thing was I asked him what is his most used app on his phone and it's one that you would never expect it's Tata Click that's something that nobody <laughs> so apparently he likes to go and he's go, he adds stuff to his cart and he never buys them he deletes the app after like 3 days but he's got an addiction with Tata Click so that's yeah. again something that I would never expect for anybody to have which is an addiction with Tata Click So stay tuned uh, for that interview. Another one is with the Kerala Blasters coach Ivan Vukunovic. And did you know that he actually was roommates with uh, Mauricio Pochettino in oh. France? He actually shared a room for a year apparently. And he's played with Nemanja Vidić uh, at Red Star Belgrade back in 2000 when he was um, I think Vidić was just starting out then. So a lot of interesting stuff in that interview with Ivan as well. So stay tuned for that. We've got that coming out sometime later this week. And until then your usual suspects Sham Ashin Sudarshan will be back. We will be back next week reviewing this week's games and with more interesting storylines for you. Until then, make sure you check out our website which is www.sportstar.thehindu.com We've got everything to do with the ISL from match reports to live blogs to analysis to features to interviews, stats, you name it. We've got it all. Videos, of course, we've got videos as well. So make sure you check out our website and we also do a daily recap of all these matches. So check out our Twitter page and social media handles at sportstar web where we put up the daily recap of every single game of the indian super league now until next week this is me signing out thank you for listening take care and see you soon